Hi, it's Ali and welcome back to another episode of Creative Corporates. Today, we are staging an intervention. So for those of you who are at home minding their business, working behind their computers, not chatting to too many people at work, this is for you. So something I've been listening to a lot of Jordan Belfort's podcast, Sales School, can highly recommend. So I'm not, I'm going to spare you the really harsh New York accent, but just envision it for the purpose of this podcast. And one thing that I've really taken away from this is it doesn't matter what you're in, you're in the business of sales. And people go, okay, but that's really uncomfortable. Like, why do I need to sell myself and what I do if I only work with a certain amount of people and do a certain amount of things? And we're here to tell you that that's not the case. Whatever you do, you need to constantly promote yourself to the people around you and to make sure that they have the right impression of what you do, that that's up to date and that's in line with your current objectives or aspirations for what you want to do. Now, why do you think that's important? If you work in a company of more than, I even want to say more than five people, you know, people's attention spans are very limited and their perception of you might be quite outdated. When's the last time you had a one-to-one with the top executive in your company? Probably not. But do you want them to know you for the right things? Yes. I can't iterate this enough, particularly for people who work in big four or matrix level organizations where you get resourced and things based on what people know you can do. Cardi and I have debated about this quite a lot. So we're just here to share maybe some tips and some stories about why this is important. So I think where we have had a bit of a disagreement on this is pretty much the delivery on how you pitch yourself. Because in a lot of the work that I do, I'm not used to having to pitch myself because it's become more word of mouth, which I'm thrilled about. And might I add, has taken some time. Um, but I haven't felt the need to detail where I'm at because I guess on the flip side, I think that people are referencing, for example, things that are, or materials that are available online to find out those updates. So how and what do you think you can do to share with people what you're working on in, I guess, a way that's conveyed that you do know what you're doing, but in a humble enough way. Yeah. And this is a tension people really battle with. I know we've t- spoken a lot about it. Like when people are like, I don't want to do the humble brag or I don't want to come across as arrogant, you know, like who am I to be able to push out myself? Um, and I think we were talking about, so for example, Cardi, your website has all your credentials, all of what you can find you. So it's a case of referencing the website if people want to find out more. Correct. Now, yeah. And I agree that it's actually a great thing to have as a backup, as a cross-reference to have all your credentials there. You know, you don't need to go into detail all your accolades. But what you do need to do is you really need to think about quick and simple. People talk about the elevator pitch. Something I've seen recently is a business card. So writing like as the space in a business card, what you're known for. And that just makes it really easy for people to have key takeaway messages um, if they're thinking about when I think of Alex, what are the key things that I think about her for? So for me, I'm really a go-to person for workshops. I'm really someone who's a creative thinker. I'm really someone who loves presenting. So all of those kinds of opportunities, those are the things I'm interested in and I'm engaging with. 
Now, that wasn't what I was known for. Two years ago, you'd be like, oh, you know, studies law, does this. So why you need to do that is because if people want to help you ultimately and people want to promote you, you need to give them something accurate to promote yourself on. And people ultimately are too busy dealing with their own lives. So when something comes up and they want to go, so Cardi, in your instance, maybe a family friend of a friend, they want their kid to um, become more creative and engage with the arts. And they're wondering maybe ways that they could do that, maybe learn an instrument. Well, if that family friend knows that you, for example, teach violin, teach kids about the creative thinking and music theory, then you're helping them meet their need quicker. So that's definitely a point. The other thing I would say is you don't have to do it alone. So if, for example, you're someone, I think this is most of us, I, I, I would say I'm not going to generalize and say particularly women or particularly different cultures, but some people feel uncomfortable talking about themselves. So one way that you can do that is enlist the help of two or three friends and say, I'm going to promote you. I'm going to be like, tell me what you want to be known for. And I'm going to find two or three people. And this is within your organization or outside your organization. I'm, I'm going to make sure that they know what you do. So I could share some of the materials that you're doing. Give me a little spiel and I'll make sure I tell two or three people. Then you've got people who are advocating on your behalf. You feel good sharing for them as well. And it still achieves the same outcome. I hear you. So those would be my initial things. Like, for example, like I think I could talk you up till the cows come home. And I do that because I want to see you do well. And vice versa, I think one of the things I personally do well is I can see people often in a better light than they see themselves. So I'm always happy to sit with a friend and workshop, you know, what are the things you want to be known for? And maybe doing that with a friend can help articulate that in a way. I had a friend recently say to me, you know, my story is not really anything special. Like, why would I be, why would that be interesting? And I was walking her through like her journey since she finished high school, moving into law, being a successful lawyer now, working in a high profile area, working with one of the big law firms. If her 15 year old self had seen what she was going to become, she would be so inspired. So if you can do that for friends as well, that's another way. And they're going to want to reciprocate. And if they don't want to reciprocate, then you've got a great indication of what kind of friend they are. Spot on there. I think what you really take from that, though, is where you or the type of person you were when you were 18 is so different from after you come out of your tertiary studies. And once again, so different to who you are once you start in the workplace. Because a lot of the time when you start, you know, formal study, it doesn't necessarily, you don't go necessarily into that career or that industry as your career. You transition all the time. And so you end up bumping into friends, you know, down the road and they go, oh, weren't you studying law, accounting, whatever it was. Um, and you go, oh, actually, I'm not in that industry anymore. I'm not practicing there. And they go, oh, what do you do? It's actually a talking point for people to realize, oh, I didn't even realize that you were interested in X, Y, or Z. And I think the whole point is you're really doing yourself a disservice by, you know, not sharing what it is that you're passionate about to find and work out if there are other people that are also like-minded or have moved across into those industries. And also on top of that, you're doing them a disservice because imagine if that's a service that they need and they want the best of. 
you know, if you know someone that's an expert in an in an area that's in demand for a particular need, why not share that information? Because you know what, honestly, in Australia, particularly Sydney, everything is based on recommendation. People don't want to search on Google and, you know, look at the next top 20 Google ads for, you know, who's your best X, Y, or Z person. To be honest, they prefer to ask their neighbor and go, what worked for you? Absolutely. And then I think to that point, if you're looking at trying to practice what that sounds like, I would recommend there's this really strong test that people use in startups. It's the mom test. So can I explain what I do to my mom? And I'm going to not generalize it and be like, it could be your mom, it could be your uncle, it could be your auntie, it could be your brother. I'm pretty sure my brother has no clue what I do. He's like, you just make PowerPoints, right? And I'm like, you're half right. <laughs> you're half right. But there is there is so much more. And so vice versa. Once you've sort of done that practicing as well, firstly, your parents are usually your biggest advocates, right? So if you're giving them some easy ammunition, you're also helping them out when they have a call from their auntie or their friend, they want to talk you up. Bless. So all I'm saying is impression management, it matters. It matters for everyone, irrespective of what industry you're in. It's going to help you help other people. And it's going to make sure that as opportunities come up and your network of people know what you do, you're going to be able to attract more of that. There is literally zero downside. So if you're concerned about becoming, you know, a bit too arrogant or come across like that, enlist the help of your friends. If you are concerned that your other friends aren't getting the opportunities that they need, make sure you have a good and up-to-date understanding of what they do so you can showcase them. That's our tips for today. We'd really like to hope that you're using this wisely and let us know how you go. All right, stay safe, guys. Hope this goes well and we'll see you soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks.